what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast with Juliana. We are talking today about raising the volume of your voice. Raising the volume of your voice. This is a topic that I just felt so strongly needed to be addressed on today. I'm not entirely sure where it came from. I just decided to surrender, get out of the way, and say okay. So here we are. But I do want to say this is a topic that may seem like common sense, but it's so much deeper than that. So I hope that you'll really just listen and absorb and then take some time to reflect and be a bit introspective, of course, with God. Whenever you look at anything, don't look with your own eyes. Bring God with you. (laughs) You will come out a different person if you do that. But make sure that you set aside some time to journal about and reflect on some of the things that we bring up and address here, okay? So I want to talk about your voice, and I'm going to share a couple of things to to give you context to maybe help you explore your own life experience, but I actually grew up thinking that I didn't have a voice, which may seem ironic or strange now, like seriously, you, right? But often I have found the people that really hold space well or communicate well (laughs) or really demonstrate a lot of presence and power, particularly with how they express their voice, their unique identity, those are folks that at one point felt oppressed or felt like they didn't have a voice. Strangely enough, if you go back and you start connecting the pieces, you'll you'll see that that is often true, which is incredibly inspiring and it just gives me so much hope for anybody that might feel like they don't have a voice. So I grew up in an environment with a lot of trauma and dysfunction. So I just learned to be quiet, right? If you have anything to say, make sure that it's something that is praiseworthy, right? Like you you passed or you aced that test or you crushed it in that athletic um what am I thinking here? Competition, right? Or whatever it is, like make sure that you have no bad news, that you only have good news and otherwise just keep quiet, right? So that was programmed into me young. And then I also was a middle mediator is what I'll call it. I was somebody that kind of kept the peace or made sure that everybody was good. So I got so good at doing that, in fact, that I learned to live outside of myself to such a degree I just denied my own needs, right? Which is not healthy, okay? So that turned into later self-hate and just anxiety and all sorts of other traits turned inward, which turned into disordered eating and all sorts of just self, low self-esteem and just self-struggle there. 
And then later on, I had someone in my life close to me say, you need to talk more. And I had no clue how to process that, but it was just reflective of your voice matters. And then particularly in college, I had this seated throughout my life, but particularly in college, it started getting reinforced that I need to be writing, that I need to be journaling, that I need to be getting all of this this voice, right? I need to develop this. I need to get it out. And it wasn't until, I will be honest with you, it wasn't until really around the grad school time, I went to grad school for film production, it wasn't around that time that I really started getting deeper into my creativity, into diving into who I was, um, by by getting the experience of trying on and acting in different roles and really just being able to explore who am I, who am I not, what is it like to be fully present in the moment? I really didn't know how to just be present and surrender to the moment. I was either what I call future tripping <laughs> and constantly worrying about the future and making sure that everything was good and, you know, within what I could control, or I was worried about protecting myself from the past. So I was never like fully just surrendered to the moment. And it wasn't until film school that I really started exploring storytelling and the the art of you know, taking an idea and turning it into a movie. Like, that's intense, right? And then understanding all the different actors and roles. And I was in everything. I was in every film class because it was production, right? So I was in every film class you could imagine from screenwriting to reality TV to production to directing, like all the things, right? So it was profound. And I, I think to me, it was almost like a psychology degree. But that's where I started to really tap into my voice and it led to me understanding what made me unique. It helped me to really see how I have been designed and what my own narrative is and how that informs what I carry and what I have to bring to the table. It launched me into coaching and, and so many other things. And then when I got on my spiritual path and really developed relationship with God, that's when I had confidence and authority behind my voice. So just some context that this is a process, this is an evolution. Wherever you are on the journey, you're exactly where you're designed to be on purpose and you're exactly where you are to really start discovery if you have not started doing it already. So I just want to share that your voice is powerful and, and knowing how to steward it well, right? Our words have power. Our words literally create worlds. So literally knowing how to steward your voice is one thing. Knowing the authority that you carry is another. And, and knowing what you are uniquely called to do or purpose to do, whew, it just puts so much power behind your voice as well, okay? So you might feel like your voice has been silenced right? And that might have become your new normal. However, that's not normal. You're not meant to be shushed or silenced. You might feel like your voice has been repressed. Maybe you too have been through a lot of trauma or maybe emotional abuse or unhealed pain that, that really prevented you. Like that became your voice. Pain became your voice. But that's not your voice, right? That, that is reflective of a season 
in hardship, but that's not your voice. You have something to say about that probably, but there's some work to do to really get to the bottom of that so that you can share it. What lessons are you learning, for example? You might not think that you have a voice, but that would be a lie. (laughs) You might not feel like your voice is valued, maybe you know it wasn't necessarily listened to or nurtured or drawn out as a child maybe you've been in environments where you know the environment itself was not a space where you felt safe or that you could share your voice or that your opinions mattered Uh, maybe you're afraid and shy in moments where you're led to speak up and you haven't so much that it just feels like too big of a risk to not share your voice Uh, Maybe you have no experience sharing your voice, but what I want to encourage you is that your voice matters and you really understanding that and deciding that it does is a necessary first step to start closing the gap, okay, between having not expressed it at all or maybe not expressed it well and learning how to really steward your voice well, all right, and speak up for what matters and you can do it in a very honoring and graceful way right? You can even have healthy confrontation, just really being confident in your voice just changes so many things in your life. I would say that it makes it easier, not necessarily, (laughs) Um, but it makes it different, right? When you don't have that fear about your voice, it makes it different, okay? So let's talk about this a little bit. I believe that in discovering your voice, it's really important to have space in your life to be present, okay? I wanna talk about God's presence here because I believe personally from experience that that's where the confidence, that's where the peace, that's where the power, that's where everything comes from, okay? So I wanna give some context about the presence so that you can really tap into what being present is like. There's so much that's happening right in the now, but we miss it a lot of the time simply because we're not present, okay? So, there is a verse that says in Exodus thirty-three fifteen. Then he said to him, if your present does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. So that is a beautiful reminder that I don't want to move unless your presence is going with me. I don't want to build my life leaning on my own understanding or doing it for my own strength because I know that if I build that way, I have to sustain it. Whenever I start that God's not in, I have to build and I have to keep up and I just know that I can't do that, right? Da-na-na. Exodus 33, 14, very right before that says, and he said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. So if you ever hear about resting in God's presence, this isn't just like taking a nap, okay? (laughs) This is actually being seated with Christ, right? Your spirit, your soul is at rest because you have the presence with you, because you are in tune or in sync with God, your mind is at rest, right? It says, thou shalt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed upon him. So when our mind is fixed and focused on God's presence, it's in a state of peace. We don't have monkey mind. It's not racing, right? Our soul, which is our mind, our will and emotions is calm, it's stable, right? You have so much power when you're peaceful and you're stable, it's insane. You can actually absorb so much that's happening spiritually when you're just still. It's crazy, right? You could be in the midst of a lot of activity and still hold this position of rest, okay? And your heart 
is secure. Your heart is whole, pure, secure in God. And God gives us that heart, right? And we we can not guard our hearts properly and store some things up in our heart that we have to give to God to help us heal. But he creates in us a clean heart, right? So we can rest in God. Right? When we're in that position of rest, then we're not letting circumstances be bigger than God. We're not letting different experiences that, that potentially could rattle us, rattle us. Right, we, we stand in our authority. Right, We allow God to guide and provide. And then we move as we're directed. Okay? All right. Dun, dun, dun. There's one that I really, really love that I want to pull for you. Psalm 139.7 says, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? What I love about this psalm is that it reminds us that God is ever present. (laughs) God is always with us. God is constantly flowing his love and his goodness and his favor, right? But we don't always tap into that. We don't always make ourselves available to be good receivers of that. But it's such a reassurance. Talk about loyalty, right? God is constantly pursuing, constantly looking after, constantly supporting, leading, guiding, right? Assuring, confirming, affirming. So, so beautiful, right? But a lot of times we're looking elsewhere. So that's a reminder about where you're looking. Okay. Second Corinthians 3.17. I love this. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty or freedom, right? So if you're looking for freedom, if you are a freedom junkie, Wherever the spirit is, that's where freedom is, okay? So flowing in the spirit is what I believe. That's where I find my voice, right? My my authentic voice is really powerful when I'm aligned with God. That's where God's vibes matter comes from for me. It's tuning into God and really getting out of the way so that my thoughts can be aligned with his thoughts. My ways can be aligned with his ways, my, my words, right? Can can reflect his heart, his hope, his encouragement, his goodness, right? And that is so, so powerful, okay? Dun, dun, dun. Psalm 16, 2 said, I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good beside you. And then there is another verse that says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. So I personally experience God's presence as what people might call the flow state or those things, those times, those moments where you just feel totally aligned. It's almost like a matrix-like moment where you're in the moment and things are moving around you, but you're like, like you just feel so centered, so secure, so stable, so solid, right? I have an experience. um, I had an experience at work with a boss, okay? So this was crazy, but I just wanna give you the sense of like a flow state, all right? It doesn't always happen when everything is perfect and that's what I wanna highlight here. So on a particular morning, I was up early and I was just led to be praying in the spirit and really just, you know, encountering some warfare. So I was just praying, I was in my word. As I was getting ready, probably woke up people in the hotel, it's fine. But I was praying and it was strange because I don't wake up every morning like that, but I was just very much led to be praying. And I was going to meet with a boss to have um, an evaluation, right? So I was on this boss's turf. Um, I had traveled there 
So it was just a very interesting setup. Let's say it that way. So I arrive to, to have this meeting and my boss um, comes in and for three hours, <laughs> I am hearing all sorts of things that I should not hear as an employee. I am experiencing just some of the worst things that you could hear. And it's the craziest thing. I feel like I have this clear bubble of protection and all these fiery darts that were being definitely being thrown at me intentionally were just bouncing off of this clear bubble. And I felt like I was in that moment, but watching myself in that moment. Like I was so safe and secure and confident that I knew that nothing that happened there would hurt me. Nothing would get into my spirit. Nothing would shake me. I would just be present for what God wanted to do, right? Knowing that, you know, I'm secure, right? So I, I sat through this by grace <laughs> and something shifted and broke in that room. I will tell you what, like at one point, um, other people were arriving at work that day and I was able to get up and go to the restroom and come back. And the, the boss had told everybody to leave, ended up hugging me, apologizing. It was the most insane thing. But I, I promise you, all I did was show up in that space, stay in a position of honor and respect and just really listening and trusting God, letting him protect me and fight the battle for me. And something broke and it radically shifted the dynamic of that work environment. Okay. And that was all mostly done spiritually. It was insane. But that I was in the flow. I was in sync with God because trust me, <laughs> If I were in my, you know, emotions, I could have either been bawling or super angry. If I was up in my head, I could have been, you know, judgmental and criticizing. If I hadn't, you know, spiritually discerned and had that wisdom, I could have said something or done something that would have been, you know, not good. I, I probably could have even just quit, <laughs> right, and walked out of blessings that would, would come forth after the fact. It was just insane. So that's an example of knowing, right, how to really perceive and experience God on a whole nother level. When you are in the presence, God kept me in peace, right? I stayed centered and stable because I was aligned in that moment, okay? Now, I will say there's other moments. I experience it quite a bit when I am in prayer time or journaling. I experience it when I'm writing, but most often I really experience God in creativity, I mean, you can experience God through anything, but there is like a flow state or just a state where I feel like God takes over. It is the coolest thing. I experience that a lot, strangely enough, when I'm coaching. Um, it's not even me. <laughs> it's just the anointing. It's just God taking over. I experience it when I'm speaking. And I know this too, um, if this helps somebody, I know for me, you know, speaking was not something that I was trained in, that, that I had any uh, development in. Um, but whenever I started speaking, God really took over or I got a lot of really great feedback or just things would happen when I would start using my voice that were very, very powerful. Um, so that's how I know, because that's not where I feel like, uh, I am, let's say like gifted or, you know, like I, I guess I have a gifting there. I have an anointing there, but I know that it's not me. Hopefully that makes sense. So 
All that to say, your voice is powerful, it can be expressed many ways, but you will really authentically express it when you're connected to God's presence. That's what I really want to highlight here. Because when we are trying to prove our own point, when we are trying to be right, when we are trying to navigate, right, by our force or by our own, like, like, you know, like if we're offended and we're trying to like use our voice because of that, right? We've got to have the spirit of God. We've got to be able to have wisdom. We've got to be able to flow in that grace. We've got to have a motive of love. And we really can't do that apart from the spirit. Some things are beyond us, right? Some moments could completely hurt us if we're not careful. So it really is important to really pay attention. I encourage you to do that just throughout the week. Pay attention to when you are most authentically expressing your voice, when you're connected to God, connected to God's spirit and flowing in it and how that's delivered, how that's received when you're in the presence versus when you're not. Okay. Like for example, if you have, let's say you've had a relationship conversation when you are in the spirit and when you're not, (laughs) how do they play out? I mean, from my own experience, When I'm connected to the spirit, it lands, okay? The other person can hear it, they can receive it. Even if they don't like what I have to say, they can understand the point, they can understand where I'm coming from and we progress, okay? When I'm not of the spirit, if I'm like overthinking something, if I'm filling in the gap, if I'm in my emotion, usually that leads to another conversation because there's another argument or there's another disagreement or it just makes it worse, right? So I just encourage you when it comes to your voice, If you've had any insecurity there, if you haven't done any development, or even if you have, to really explore how being connected to God is the game changer, okay? And expressing and developing your voice. I honestly feel like when you actually connect with God, that's when you can fully discover your voice. Sometimes you don't even know what's in you. Sometimes you don't even know what it is to express your voice until you let God use your voice. It actually says in the scripture that the Holy Spirit will give us the words to say. So stepping out in faith is a huge part of your voice when it's, you know, having a difficult conversation, when it's speaking the truth in love, whatever it is, when it's giving and releasing a prophetic word, you know, stepping out in faith is a huge part of developing your voice no matter where you are in the journey. Okay, so just a couple of things to encourage you before we wrap up today. I hope some of those little nuggets are helpful to you guys. <laughs> um, your voice can be discovered by really deciding what you want to learn or what it is that you're going to learn from growing through what you go through. It doesn't matter if it is a toxic relationship. It doesn't matter if it's a dysfunctional work environment. It doesn't matter if it's a really tough family situation. What am I going to learn from this is the question, right? That determines how you're going to get through it, okay? So something that that God has graced me to do, um, it's something that he especially does in my writing, and I have a new book coming out where I definitely go into this in there. So stay tuned for that. If you haven't subscribed to my newsletter, make sure that you get over to julianapage.com and get the little freebie that's there so that you are in the know for when that book comes out here very soon. But something that I've been graced to do is really learn 
through life experience the lessons that God has for me. Not not to absorb a victim mentality, not to turn it inward and get depressed or anxious, uh, not not to, to see the world is against me, but to see how is this working for my good? How is God using this for my good? What is it? What is the meaning that, that God is holding up for me to see from this, right? Something like that really shifts how I experience things. In fact, I believe that it accelerates my learning curve. <laughs> from what I've seen in my own life, you know, it could be a couple of years, but it feels like 15 in the amount that I've learned from that. So it is insane what you can glean from your own life if you determine to go through it with God and just really allow him to enlighten the eyes of your understanding as you grow through what you go through. That determines how you will get through it or often how long you will stay in something. Okay, so when you do that, I believe that that's also connected to your voice. You can start to see what your voice really is connected to, where it's really had power. Okay, so I'll give you a couple of through lines. In my own story, I've recognized that my voice is inspired, right? When when those when I see folks that are oppressed, when I see those that are underprivileged or in disempowered states, my voice is activated. Like I can't stay silent, <laughs> right? Like I, I stand at attention, like I'm called, I'm called out when I see that kind of stuff going on. So I notice that and I see that from my own life because I know what the experience of being oppressed feels like. I know what the experience of being disempowered feels like. I know what um, not expressing my voice has caused, the damage that it's caused to myself, right? And now having overcome and being on the other side, I can't stand silent when I know that somebody can be blessed by what I release. I can release breakthrough, I can release blessing, right? And I can't sit on that, I've gotta do it, okay? But I know that having gone through life experience and seeing the through lines or seeing the themes or seeing the common things, right? There's been patterns of where my purpose has really been activated, all right? I also see that my my voice is activated when I am really sensing that, you know, there. this is the scripture that's coming to me for this. There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to destruction. So my voice is activated as a protector, as a as a seer, <laughs> as a, a knower, sometimes I'll get those words of knowledge or I'll get um, that divine inspiration and being able to speak into the life of a friend, right? Or um, I'm very open and receptive to, to feedback in my own life as well, right? But that is super powerful too. I'm able to really use my voice as a voice of encouragement, as a voice of uh, affirmation or a voice of wisdom. Um, I also use my voice as a coach, right? So a voice of encouragement, really helping people and pointing them to God and allowing God's wisdom, right, and guidance to be uh, activated in their life, to, to help them perceive it and walk in it, right? So those are different instances where I have done the work to, to really recognize where has, has my voice really been effective? Where is it really called into service, so to speak? Where Where is it activated? What am I often using it to do? Okay, when, when is it using, when is it a, 
working against me, right? So that's important too. Just like we have the light side of things, we have a shadow side too. So I know that my words are powerful, okay? So I'm not gonna just speak my mind when I'm feeling some kind of way, right? Or I'm not gonna just freely vent or gossip or just murmur and complain when I'm stressed or when I'm overwhelmed or when my head is is sifting through a lot of information, right? Like I know that's not the time to really be speaking. That's the time to be still and getting God's presence, right? So it's really important to recognize when your voice is under the influence of spirit and when it's not and how you can start training it, right, to, to work with you and for you, okay? Now, the other thing that I want to highlight here is don't allow blame or shame to prevent you from doing what you need to do, okay? That's really important when it comes to your voice. Don't allow that stuff to get in your way, right? There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ, okay? So here, 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 here are are things that you can do to raise the volume on your voice. Create a space in your life to really start speaking and to really start using your voice. It's really important to be able to hear yourself. So if that is signing up for Toastmasters, if that's joining the National Speakers Association, if that is um, taking a leadership position where you're going to be using your voice, find an avenue. It could even be taking a um, acting class. It could be taking a comedy class. Literally look for something that's going to engage your voice. It's going to challenge you to use your voice. It could even be getting into a small group or facilitating a small group, right? But find an avenue or a space where you can use your voice, all right? Another thing that you can do is really allow yourself to experience a a journal exercise where you really look, where has your voice been impactful? Where did you speak up? And it was used for good. What are common themes and areas? Just make notes of them where your voice and your own life experience has been used for good, okay? And then also the last thing that I encourage you to explore, and you can even enlist some feedback from friends or or folks that know you most intimately, but what makes you feel most present, happy, and in the moment, okay? What makes you feel most happy, present, and in the moment, all right? This is really, really important. And then the, the last thing that I will say is stop hiding. Stop hiding. A lot of times we don't express express our voice because we're hiding something. We think that typically we can't share because maybe there's shame attached to it. Um, maybe we, we haven't actually come to a place of peace about what we've walked through. So there is a timing to sharing, but anything that you're doing to hide, eventually you've got to come into the light because any area that's in the dark, the enemy can use against you. So it's really important to stop hiding and, and really question, what are you using as an excuse to continue suffering in your life? Ooh, it's a deep one, guys. What are you using as an excuse to continue suffering in your life? And I'm sharing that because that's an area where you're not necessarily being brave, being bold, being you. You're giving in to the suffering, okay? There, there's suffering in life, but suffering is not your default state. Okay, God came so that we can have life more abundantly. All right, so where can you shift out of that? So for example, rather than suffering, what if you started serving? Okay, so you can use your suffering for good. 
okay? Not not that you have to, but but where are you hiding? Where are you not expressing yourself? Where are you muted? Where are you in the gray, right? Like your life has lost color somewhere. Where Where is that area? And then you can be prayerful about God guiding you to a place where color can be brought back, where life can be brought back, where you can step into newness in that area, okay? There, there's a quote, I've shared it before, but it says, any area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope is under the influence of a lie, okay? So any area that does not glisten with hope is under the influence of a lie, all right? So these are usually areas of great influence, but you cannot allow the enemy to silence you, okay? He comes with a three-part agenda to kill, steal, and destroy, right? To steal your voice, <laughs> to, to kill your joy, right? To destroy your future and your destiny, right? And you are here to be impactful for the kingdom. So it is imperative that you raise and turn up the volume on your voice and really learn how to cultivate expressing yourself, communicating and expressing yourself well. All right. So hopefully some of those questions are empowering and I've given you some things to to noodle and at least reflect on. If you want to go deeper in this, I have a self-mastery course over on my website, julianapage.com. It's called U2.0. Um, really just getting a greater revelation of you and stepping into the fullness of who God had in mind when he created you. Super powerful. There is also coaching available on my website. So whether that's a wisdom session or, you know, a a three-month program, there likely is a fit for wherever you're at. So go explore over at julianapage.com. As I mentioned, make sure that you get on the newsletter so you know, you could be the first to know when the new book comes out. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.